Welcome to the Ginger Bets Be Good Golf Betting Podcast. And as promised, this is the halfway stage update of the 148th Open Championship from Royal Port Rush. Um, I'm going to do a quick review of our outright markets as I promised I would do so. Uh, I'm also going to bring you the selections for the two balls that we are taking this afternoon. May I encourage you at this point now, if you're wanting to find out who the selections are straight away, then head over to Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn to find out which the two, which are the two ball picks for day three of the Open Championship. The reason that they're all posted on there is the time that this takes to get through to iTunes, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, etc., then some of these games might have kicked off and I don't want people missing out the selections. So if you're after just the selections, then please head over to those social media handles now to get those latest betting um, sheets. Like I said, this episode, I'm going to cover off the outright market and also some of the two ball bets that are going to be taking place with later afternoon tee off times. So without keeping you any longer, I want this episode to be short and sharp. I understand that people have way better things to do on a Saturday than listen to me. But a massive thank you to all the new listeners out there. I can't believe the power of the Open Championship, to be honest. Um, I don't don't know any marketing, don't know anything about it, to be honest. And the the amount of uh, new listeners this week is incredible. All over the world, America, Australia, Canada... Um, and loads of people in the northwest of England, Blackburn, Bolton, Preston, Blackpool, uh, where I grew up, which is fantastic, and in Birmingham, the vast majority of our audience. So really, a warm welcome to new listeners, and thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you continue to do so. So a review of the outright market at this stage. It doesn't read for disastrous reading, but also um, we're going to need some things to go our way. And taking a look at the scoreboard so far, the the players that hold most hope for us. So, Brant Snedeker, he's out of here. Uh, Jason Day, he's also out of here. Jimmy Walker, he's out of there. Um, so, that leaves us with um, Henrik Stenson, Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, uh, and uh, Thomas Peters in the outright section. Quite a lot of bets still play, going for the top 20 market that I posted on the social media earlier in the week, and they are looking pretty good. But in terms of outright selections at this stage, the one that holds most hope, without doubt, Patrick Reed. I think as this tournament goes on, if conditions worsen, Patrick's going to be there and thereabouts come the end of the week. Um, he, his game is definitely going to be more suited if the conditions toughen up, where his short game will be relied on more and more. He's one of the top 10% players in the in the world of golf when it comes to short game and holding out, scrambling, sand saves, just battling around that green, basically, and getting the most out of his out of his round. He's one of the top 10 players in the world for that. And if conditions worsen, I can see him making a slow and steady assault on this leaderboard. And come Sunday, he'll be wanting to put, you know, put on um, and lift that carrot jug and add to his uh, green jacket which is one of the greatest days of, uh, of watching sport for me that I've ever had. I love Patrick Reed. I love his competitiveness. Um, 
I think that he's um, he's going to come back and I think he's definitely going to win more majors and I think he's steadily putting himself in position today. He had it hard day one playing with Tiger Woods and Matt Wallace, local guy that's you know taking huge crowds and got crowds and got massive support, and also playing with Tiger like the media frenzy that comes with it, the slowness of the round, especially when Tiger's hitting it right left maybe even backwards when he's playing bad. Like, Tiger's been really out of sorts, which we called on the podcast of five players um, that definitely couldn't win the Open. Yeah, I'm sitting sitting nervously on a few of those. Um, I'll come on to later. But Tiger, in these conditions, he's, he's just not going to be winning. So Patrick Reed, he was a selection to win the three balls earlier in the week at a huge price of 11-4 to four on some of the websites as it came close to the off. Uh, he did us a massive favour, and I, I think he'll be. Uh, I think he'll be making a steady and slow climb up that leaderboard today, especially if conditions get slightly worse. He set tied twelfth, tied eighteenth uh, on one shot behind him on three under par. Our main hope and my main hope at the outright stage uh, was Henrik Stenson at the outset, and he was my main outright pick, the one at the shortest price, the one that if you were to ask me, who do I believe is my strongest chance? He was. It was Henrik, and I made that clear in the notes on LinkedIn. Makes it clear in the podcast, and I'm going to make it clear again today. He is not out of this tournament. If he produces 165, 66, then he's going to be banging it. If he produces 67 today, I still think he's not without hope of winning. Anything less than that will make it very difficult for him to win. He'll have to have the round of his life day four. But going into day three, Henrik's in the perfect place with a four or five under round to put himself in position. And by the way, he's already got one of these under his belt. He lifted the claret jug in one of the, not one of, the greatest 18-hole ball striking display that you're ever likely to see in a major championship. This doesn't include the John Deere Classic or the RSM Classic. We're talking major championships on major golf courses that was the best ball striking performance you're ever going to see. Well, if he gets there uh, to that level today, which after day one, uh, I was kind of writing him off. I've never seen Henrik so frustrated on a golf course and I watch every single hour of the golf. Every hour that's played, whether I have to watch it recorded after the event that you can get on a streaming service or live on Sky Sports, I'm tuned in. And I believe that Henrik had one of the worst days I've ever seen him on day one. He managed to stay with the irons. He got so frustrated. He was smashing the ground with his four iron and five iron, which he just doesn't do. Like he usually, tw- well, he doesn't twirl the club. He just hits it holes, grabs it into his chest and just stands there like an absolute ox that he is. Um, yeah, he, he he really did turn his game round on day two. And I love the fact that his irons were dialed in. Uh, he held a few putts uh, from that six to ten foot range, which is a susceptible. It's a hard word for me that susceptible uh, range for Henrik. He, he, you know, he goes backwards on leaderboards when you know on tournaments where those putts are so crucial. So, I've definitely not given up hope on Henrik Spenson. With ten places each way, we're looking at seven to one for a. Uh, for a place payout on him, and uh, he's definitely got a chance. Patrick Reed was at eighty to one at the start of the tournament with ten places with the leading bookmakers. Four of them doing that in the UK this tournament, the first time ever. Um, that was inc- you know he's definitely got a chance. Um, and Thomas Peters at one hundred and fifty to one. He Thomas Peters game, and he just I'm getting I'm getting more confidence in putting him forward uh, as a selection. 
for me in some of these side markets and uh, more obscure markets that he's available in because his game is showing so much more consistency and him as a person, he's grown up, he's developed hugely in the last 12 months. He's been cutting his teeth in the, some of the poorer events on the European Tour and he's been doing it admirably. He hasn't got the Ws that we would hope for him to have. However, the things with Thomas Peters is that we know the talent's there. He was once talked about as a world number one and definite major winner. So we know the talent's there, the game's there, but it's been more of a mental struggle, I think, for him. And um, as someone who, like, I, I love sport, I played a bit of sport, and um, I sort of I've had understandings of what it takes if you want to be uh, you know, professional. Uh, I wanted to be one, but I didn't understand what it what it took. Uh, so I didn't have the discipline and the work ethic at the key times. When I watched Thomas Peters suddenly burst onto the scene, it, it was all a bit easy for him, I think. And I don't think he could believe how well his golf game travelled from Europe to the PGA Tour to the Masters where he finished tied fifth. Suddenly, there's a massive change for him as a person, but the expectations on him are huge and different. He didn't deal with that well. It got to his head. Uh, the focus um, after the Ryder Cup playing with Rory, it all went and his game went backwards, and I mean backwards quickly. But the last 12 months, he's shown great signs uh, that when the going gets tough, he actually gets going for a change, and he's he's got a mental attitude now that's going to stand him in good stead. So he was struggling again on days one and two, got himself fought like hell and got himself to two under for a tied 25th at the day two stage or going into day three. He is a player capable of a 65-66 today and getting himself into competition contention but I've definitely not given him up given up hope on him being in the top 10 at 150 to 1. The final outright selection for us to review Justin Thomas. I was really keen on Justin Thomas at the start of the tournament. Um why was I keen on him? I just believed that there was players that are in the same price band and same bracket that um were completely uh, overpriced and you know, Jason Day was another that I picked because of this. You've got Adam Scott who's coming in here with Meg Cut, Meg Cut, tied seventh, tied second, tied third, tied second at the Open Championships, and a really enviable record. If we're looking at stroke averages over the past five or even ten years, he'd probably be in the top five players. I've not checked the stats, but I'd go out on a limb and say Adam Scott would be in the top five players on stroke average in the top in the last five or six years of Open Championship golf. But Open Championship Golf is Open Championship Golf, and I just thought that his price was contracting massively. Uh, Jason Day and Justin Thomas's weren't. Justin Thomas, I actually took a bit of 50-1 to 1 the week before, before the Scottish Open, just on the basis that if he took his C game to the Scottish Open, he was going to finish tied 20th, top 20, top 15. If he played his B game, top 10, and if he brought his A game, he was going to destroy that weak field, uh, especially on a get uh, on a track that was giving up birdies it wasn't a real real links track it was soft there was no wind it was target golf he would have destroyed them he didn't have his a game still managed um, to finish within five of the winner uh, in probably a tied top 15 place he contracted 20 points on the machine on the exchanges he went from 50 to 1 to 32 i was happy to get in at 50 i was happy to get out at 32 and have those free opportunities and reinvest them elsewhere which you know, when you're looking at long-term bets, that's how we, you know, tend to look at them. We're trying to predict, you know, predict future value for ourselves and create opportunity that we can reinvest in the in in the um, in the new markets that are formed, which again offer 
um, volatility and more opportunity for you when you get more familiar with what you're looking for. But that aside, he's not out of this tournament. He's capable of going low today. Um, more looking at a place payout than a victory for him. He'd have to do something special, but he's definitely got special in him. Um, when those irons fire, there is no one that touches him, and that includes my beloved Henrik Stenson. When his irons fire, he dances round the hole from 140, 150, 160, 180. He just does not stop dancing it around the pin. So we're not completely out of it at all at the halfway stage with high hopes for... For um, for Henrik and Patrick Reed in particular, Patrick Reed, uh, he's the one that I've got my eye on closely. You know, it could go two ways for him because he doesn't have his A game. He can he can certainly drift down that leaderboard on a course like this. But I'm hoping the weather kicks in. I hope the winds get up, and I hope the rain comes tomorrow, and I can see Patrick Reed and Henrik Stenson definitely making an assault on that leaderboard. I'm not going to be giving any more outright selections as uh, uh, official tips, but the one comment that I'm going to leave you with on the outright section is this. There's a player that's tied fifth at the moment that 18 months ago, going into this, he would be in 20 to 1 at tied fifth. He's probably available at 40 to 1. I'm going to give you a quote from one of the most respected people in the game, if not in the world of golf. It's from Bones, Phil Mickelson's ex-caddy, who now works for one of the leading sports stations in America. Bones had this to say about this player. He was asked the question, who do you think is the most underrated player on the PGA Tour? He replied, without doubt, the most underrated player on the PGA Tour. He has one of the best short games I've ever seen. And remember, I carry the bag for Phil. Cameron Smith. Cam Smith, he's a young Aussie. He's uh, he is not massive with the media. He's not massive in America, so you know his profile's fairly low. He, he he's uh, he had amazing performances at the U.S. Open going back two or three years. I think maybe Chambers Bay. It was off the top of my head. I've not got anything up in front of me while recording this, so but. Uh, I think it was Chambers Bay, he started to pop on the radar, then he performed really good on tough golf courses for a, for a good period of time, uh, meaning that his price was contracting and contracting and contracting. He was going off at the 66-1 to 1 region for a major championship 18 months ago. He's now going off at like 250-1, to 1, probably 500-1 to 1 on the exchanges. He was out of form, so it wasn't a consideration for me at the, at the start of the tournament, but that can change. And it has changed, and um, he's someone I'm watching really closely. And certainly, with a view to trading the event today at six under par, one shot or two shots off the lead at tied fifth. If conditions worsen, Cam Smith's one that I encourage you all to keep an eye on. If you did want, excuse me, guys, did want to place a um, a speculative bet um, at this stage for for interest, um, then. I wouldn't discourage anyone putting uh, Cam Smith in their portfolio. I think that he's way too big at 40 to 1 with the skill set uh, that he possesses. So that's it for the outright market. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to fire straight into the two balls. I'm going to bring you three two ball bets today, three two ball bets that um, that aren't usually the way I go. They're actually, apart from one, they're odds-on shots today. Uh, I usually like to go against the, the short price ones in the two balls, but today there's some class that I feel will shine through. And the first pick 
because I want to get this to you quick. Fast and furious on a Saturday. It's money day for everyone in the betting world and it's also family day for good people out there. So we have Justin Thomas to turn over Bobby McIntyre at 4-5. to five. I just think he's too strong. Bobby McIntyre, he came into the tournament in good form, in good spirits. Uh, profile is definitely... Uh, on the rise after his British Open, uh, British Masters performance where he was incredible and also then he backed this up in Europe in some of the lesser events uh, following on. Claire, obviously a good link says Spoon and growing up in Scotland will have played plenty of this type of golf but this course isn't playing like a true links course. It's not as fast and furious. It's a bit soft. Fairways are allowing uh, more degree of, um, of, of misses off the tee for these players. And therefore, I think Justin Thomas could destroy him today. I fancy Justin Thomas to go low today. I think conditions are going to quieten down looking at the weather forecast in the afternoon. We're going to have gusts that drop uh, that half, you know, gusts from 16, 17 mile an hour down to 6, 7, 8 mile an hour with a consistent wind around 4 or 5 mile an hour. That tells me that this is prime. It's soft, it's calm, and Justin Thomas will want to do his reputation uh, good on day three of the Open Championship. At four to five, I back him to destroy Bobby McIntyre. Pick two will be Henrik Stenson's turnover, Webb Simpson. Uh, I actually backed Henrik at odds against this morning at 11 to 10. That's now flipped on its head as I've done a relook at the market. He's now 11 to 10 on to beat Webb Simpson. As I said, Henrik Stenson, at the start of this podcast, Henrik Stenson was awful, and I mean awful, on day one. I've never seen him play so bad with his irons. Well, I have, but in a short, you know, <laughs> to exaggerate things, um, <laughs> he, he, he was awful. Um, he was awful day one. Uh, he went to the range on that evening. He brought his, you know, B-plus game with him yesterday. He could have gone a bit lower. But the iron play was on, and I always think that that's a sign that Hemrick's happy with his game. Uh, Webb, the other, the other hand, he started off really hotly, um, but as the tournament's gone on, the past 27 holes, his game's just not been there. He's been scrambling and battling, and for somebody that uh, uh, does drive the ball so consistently, he hasn't made the most of the opportunities that has been provided to him. I think that Hemrick goes low today, and I think that... Um, that he's going to be too strong for his um, for his Ryder Cup uh, enemy Webb Simpson. So I'm going to take Henrik Stenson at eleven to ten to beat Webb Simpson. Oh, that was a mouthful. Final pick. Uh, I'm going to try and get this out to you in under twenty minutes, which means I've got ninety seconds to finish. Jordan Spieth to beat Andrew Putman. He's too good. He will beat him. And even though he's going to make me sweat on my outrights, some two players that I said can't win, Tommy Fleetwood and Jordan Spieth, they're both high up that leaderboard. Jordan Spieth won't win the golf tournament, but he'll be too strong for Andrew Putman today. Andrew Putman comes in on the back of some really solid form. Um, and in the models, actually, he's n- Spieth isn't, isn't the value pick as such. So there's a lot of feel in this pick for me. I'm just going to let that uh, let you know that that this is a field pick. There's no perceived value in the odds that I can see from the uh, the work that I do. But at four to five, I just think he's going to be too strong. I think he'll smash him to smithereens, uh, maybe by three, four, or even five shots. I think Jordan Spieth um, will be hungry today. He's managed to get into this golf tournament. He's going to give nothing away. And Andrew Putman going out with Jordan Spieth is going to be feeling a lot of pressure. He's in the fifth to last group today, Andrew Putman. This is a new experience for him. 
Uh, and although he's a really solid golfer and one that I've got on side and really will be backing him in future events in the weaker ones on the US tour, I think today at four to five, Jordan Spieth is too strong for Andrew Putman. So I've gone over 20 minutes, but just to recap, the three two-ball bets of day three are Jordan Spieth to beat Andrew Putman at four to five, Henrik Stenson to beat Webb Simpson at 10 to 11, or 11 to 10 if you were lucky enough to get on early, and Justin Thomas to beat Bobby McIntyre at four to five again. Just finally, before I go, please do, if you're enjoying the podcast, subscribe, leave a review if you can on iTunes. That's where the, or Apple Podcasts, that's where the majority of our listeners seem to be coming from. So if you are tuning on those devices, please leave an honest review, maybe some feedback if you want different content covered. Um, A massive thank you to all the new listeners, a massive thank you, especially those in the northwest, uh, my home, you know, home county, so to speak, in Lancashire, in Preston, and Blackpool, Lytham, a massive thank you for those that are tuning in, Um, and a huge thank you to those that that are tuning in the rest of the world, how it's getting to you, I do not know, but that's the power of the internet, and the power of these amazing tools that we have at our disposal, if you're a sports lover now. Uh, So I'm going to continue to bring you this content week in, week out. And like I say, if you are enjoying it, then please help us with our visibility by giving us a like and an honest review. Good luck with your two ball bets on day three. Thank you for listening. My name's Jack at Ginger Bets and have a good weekend.